Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. You might remember me. I used to host this show a long time ago. No, I've been gone for, well, 10 days or so, 11 days. Mm-hmm. To Israel, and uh, good to be back, Fred Jackson. Good to have you back, Tim. Uh, I have to admit, a little bit of envy. Yeah. Uh, been to Israel a couple of times. Never get tired of it. It's a, You had a good trip. Yeah, we did. Good morning, Chris Woodward. Good morning. Uh, we did. Uh, this was a makeup tour from March 2020. A pandemic makeup tour. <laughs> yes. Our tour uh, got canceled three days prior to departure. In March of 2020, did I say May? I meant March. March of 2020, because that's when the pandemic hit and Israel closed their borders. We, in fact, we had some folks already in New York uh, sightseeing, uh, waiting to meet us uh, to, to to go, and because uh, we all gather in New York, because everybody's you know from around the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have had some Canadians from mm-hmm. time to time, but uh, yeah, we got to see everything. Uh, had some bad weather one day, but got to see everything that we promised. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Sea of Galilee, a baptism in the Jordan River, yeah. uh, uh, Jerusalem, Masada. Uh, just it was just a wonderful time. Now, I do need to warn people who are traveling abroad to Israel or otherwise. Um, the uh, U.S. has still in place, thanks to Mr. Biden, so if you don't like this policy, you can thank him and the CDC. Uh, whether it's wise or not, I don't know, but uh, they do have a, a rule in place that you have to have a negative COVID test prior to reentry, even if you're a U.S. citizen. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we had uh, four of our folks test positive for COVID out of our 123. Mm-hmm. And uh, so four of them, including one of their spouses, are in a COVID hotel in uh, Jerusalem. Uh, they have to wait, I don't know, five or six, five to eight days, perhaps. Okay. Uh, to be So pray for them. I'm not going to give their names here on the radio, but uh, mm-hmm. we do have some folks still waiting to come home. Uh, they're not in a dungeon. <laughs> they're being fed three meals a day. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know if I were trapped in a hotel room for more than four or five days, mm-hmm. maybe probably three, I'd I would be stir crazy, you mm-hmm. know. So, and their families are anxious for them to get home too. Sure, yeah. But that's a, I'm just saying. I knew this happened to a couple that went to Mexico a couple months ago too. Mm-hmm. They were down there on vacation, get ready to come home. Mm-hmm. Nope, you're positive. For COVID, you can't come back into the U.S. Mm-hmm. until a certain amount of days. Uh, so that I'm just warning everybody who does travel abroad, you need to be aware of those uh, those rules. When that will go away, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, it'll go away. That rule will go away soon. You know, Allison, and I, my wife and I were talking about this, whether this is good or not, because if you test people for anything. Uh, like the flu or I don't know mm-hmm. if you were to test people for other things, uh, 
Are, are you going to get, uh, out of 123 people, are you going to get four people show up with influenza? Probably. A positive, you know what I'm saying? And I do know. you deny them reentry into their own country? Mm-hmm. On the other hand, the, the the other side of this argument would be, well, if they are, if they are uh, positive, you don't want to put them on the airplane. Yeah. And potentially make other people very sick when they get home unnecessarily so. So you see, there's arguments both mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Do you want to? Well, uh, I, uh, I guess, like you say, the CDC feels in its wisdom that it requires that. Now, another question you are required to wear masks. That's a still part of Yeah, on airplanes. Travel. On airplanes, you still are till at least April 18th, I think. And now they may re up that or may that, may that, may that may let that lapse of course the, the airlines are, are most of the airlines are saying this we don't want to be the right. uh you know the mask police anymore mm-hmm. yeah and it's unnecessary because our, the ventilation systems they have on commercial airplanes today mm-hmm. are excellent yeah. and so i do have an update uh regarding that uh 21 states now have joined a lawsuit or started a lawsuit filed a lawsuit i should say to end that federal mask mandate on airplanes and public transportation this is something that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and the Attorney General of Florida, Ashley Moody, started. Uh, but a number of states are part of this. Alabama, Mississippi, Montana, Nebraska, Ohio, Utah, Virginia, the list continues. So they're trying to get that done away with so that other people flying on a plane don't have to wear a mask. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see where that go- that goes. You know, the, the mask, when you're in such – there's already – I don't want to – go down this math our mask effective road mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, i'm not a scientist or doctor or anything like that i just know that uh well it's been widely reported that the masks are basically useless yeah. against transmission of covid right with the exception of the of the uh, n95 mask mm-hmm. which are only worn by i'm guessing one or two people out of ten two people out of ten and even those are only like what 50 60% effective yep so i personally think the mask is just theater basically it's 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 and and let's be honest uh, on the airplanes you know i know you're on a 3 hour flight well we were on an 11 hour oh, trip yeah and you have to eat you have to eat so and you know my wife she eats a pretzel a minute <laughs> Uh, so, so, so that she could stretch that. She went 360 times. Yeah, she really tests the limits of that, uh, mask down while you eat and drink. Yes. And then, uh, she'll pull her jacket over her head like a full burka. You know what I'm saying? Without slits. And so, uh, anyway, there are ways, ways to, around it. There are ways around it. I just, I just think it's pretty much theater on airplanes, mask. But uh, anyway, the fact is it's still in place now. But the airlines and a lot of – you said governors are weighing in here or oh, state, yeah. states are weighing in? Yeah, I've got a quote here from uh, Governor DeSantis. He said, uh, Florida has led the nation in standing up to misguided federal government policies and fighting back against heavy-handed mandates that have no scientific backing. If politicians and celebrities can attend the Super Bowl unmasked, there you go. every U.S. citizen should have the right to fly unmasked. It is well past time to get rid of this unnecessary mandate and get back to normal life. Yeah, I agree. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah, very good point. I would point out that some of those people at the Super Bowl not wearing masks are Democrats that were pushing people to wear masks. Yes, yes. Forcing them to. Oh, yeah, forcing them. With with mandates and such. Uh, The masking is is basically just, as I say, just theater. It is. And uh, so... 
you know, I'm just so ready. We all are. We're exhausted with everything mm-hmm. and, and all these COVID this, COVID that, rules this, rules that, test here, test there. We're just all ready for it to go away. Mm-hmm. And on, on, on something that, quite frankly, is just so, uh, it, the what do you call it, lethality? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Is like minuscule, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, are, are we? how long are we going to go on? Well, it, it a lot of people qu- think it'll at least go on to October. Well, or November. here's the thing. Pfizer and Moderna uh, just the other day said, well, we've come up as a booster number five or four. Booster give number it, four. Give it time, though. It'll be five. You know, that's that's the bottom line. How how long is this going to go on? Every six that's months? That's what I'm saying. You're going to have to get a jab? Yeah. There was a yeah. poll the other day when you were away, Tim, uh, AP poll, Associated Press. The American people, the vast majority of American people said, I'm done with this. Done with the mask. Right. Done right. with the jab. Because Lockdown, now lockdowns, no more. Lockdowns because we, now we know people who are vaccinated get COVID. Mm-hmm. Jen Psaki, this twice, is twice around in what three months? Yeah, and her her second in command there at the White House, the other lady who did the trip with President Biden the other day, she's come down with it again, and they're all vaccinated. He got a booster yesterday. Yeah, the vaccine does not help you. Does not keep you from getting COVID at all or spreading. Are spreading. Yeah. All right. So uh, we all are looking forward to the day. Yes. Where we can quit mentioning the CLBID word. Huh? <laughs> it's like a profanity almost now, isn't it? Huh? It is. We're all uh, weary. We're, we're going to have a yeah. hit country song, C-O-V-I-D. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Christopher, uh, while I was away. All right. Well, something that did break while you were away was Disney's uh, objection to Florida's parental rights and education bill. This is the bill that media and other critics of the bill refer to by a different phrase, that being don't say gay, even though that's not what the bill says. It actually says schools can't force or teach certain things, sexual things to kids, kindergarten through third grade. So it's the parental rights and education bill. Disney, uh, because of objection from LGBTQ employees and individuals, They felt it necessary, Disney did, to um, speak out against this bill. And one of the things Disney decided in recent days was to reinsert a clip or a shot uh, from the upcoming Lightyear film, uh, that being a a kiss between two female characters in that animated movie that's coming out this summer. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, but again, it's the first time we've been able to get uh, Tim's thoughts on this. Let's set it up again this way, just with this montage again, because this shows you that... It's not hyperbole. It's not conservative Christians saying this. Here, what you're going to hear now is a montage of a couple of Disney executives talking about pushing LGBTQ things and doing away with phrases including boys and girls. Clip one. Our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my like not at all secret gay agenda. I was just wherever I could just basically adding queerness to like the, if you see anything queer in the show. I'm proud of them. But like, I, I just was like, no one would stop me and no one was trying to stop me. We brought the fireworks back to the Magic Kingdom. We no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We say dreamers of all ages. Who, who were, what was that we were hearing? You're hearing a, a video that uh, was leaked, basically, yeah. of a couple of Disney executives. Okay. I don't have their names handy. Did you hear what one, the first one had to say? I'm going to insert queerness, queerness. into Every product that we produce. And she also said there wasn't anybody telling her not to. Yes. Yeah. And w- well, and, you know, this has been in the news um, because the uh, CEO of Disney 
has uh, been public with uh, his uh, condemnation, if you will, of Governor Ron DeSantis and the Florida legislature for passing the parents, what's it called? Parental rights and education. Yeah, and all this does is it says that K through 3 in uh, Florida can't talk about sex. I'm just... Imagine. Uh, with, you can't talk about sex with children that young in public schools. I guess in private schools too, but you can't. So that's 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 the essence of that law. It was turned into uh, the by the left. It was turned to the to the don't say gay, mm-hmm. which is not what it is. But they 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 that's what they they uh, call it. And uh, so Disney got first of all the CEO. What's the fellow's name? You it's know? Bob Chapik or Chapik. Okay, and he's relatively new there mm-hmm. in that role. He, at first of all, he he was uh, quoted as saying, you know, Disney's not going to get start taking positions on state laws around the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's unnecessary. It gets us, it gets us, he said, Disney involved in, uh, things that we, we're in the business of providing entertainment for our customers, both in movies and uh, the theme parks and such. And boy, he basically is saying, we're going to stay out of it. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, he got just, uh, you know, really lamb blasted by some of the LGBTQ and whatever other letters they've added. They've added some letters, uh, employees mm-hmm. of Disney and he backtracked. He just folded like a cheap suit, yep. uh, on his original stance that mm-hmm. I just said, uh, just a few seconds ago. And, and then he started to grovel. And once you start doing that, there's no end to it. Yeah. There's no end to it. He should have told. The employees of Disney, listen, we treat everybody fairly, gay, straight, or whatever, as our uh, company employees. And beyond that, we're not uh, going to, as I've said earlier, we're not going to uh, get involved in uh, legislative matters in states around the country. And furthermore, I would say furthermore, this law is not uh, anti-gay or or lesbian Mm -hmm. or transgendered. It's just simply saying it's inappropriate. We feel as a state legislature, representatives of the people of the state of Florida. By the way, this was also supported by, I saw the survey by even a majority of Democrats. Right. Correct. In the state of Florida. Yeah. So, uh, and th- th- okay, that's a, kind of a separate issue from what you played the montage about. The montage uh, that we just heard was from uh, Disney uh, pro- uh, executive producers of mm-hmm product of content yeah. and they're all they're woke with all capital letters yeah and what and that was leaked i think mm-hmm. chris ruff ruff uh a rufo rufo or- yeah I've, he's an excellent uh he leaked that or he found that so yeah. it was leaked to him i want to give credit to whoever put that out and they're saying they're going to start putting queerness in all their movies and such yeah they're going to ruin the company yeah it's it's going i talked about this uh yesterday on the show with ed it's Right now, it's kind of background characters or side characters. It's not main characters, but that is the direction it is inevitably going. Yeah. You yeah. know, yesterday we talked about, and I think there's less than, what, 3% of the population that would yeah. classify themselves transgenders. Yeah. But you heard the second woman in that clip that Chris just played talking about when we do the fireworks every night, and that's a tradition right. at Disney, play fireworks every We're not saying boys and girls anymore. Right. We're saying dreamers. 
ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls is the phrase they'd always used. Yeah. And they swapped that out. These people, these people promoting this LGBTQ, other letters, wokeness are just whacked. Yeah. And they're just, uh, they're in, they're whacked out. You know what that means? Mm-hmm. They're also just, this is, they get up in the morning. This is why they live. It's not to necessarily put together uh, in the tradition of Disney quality children or, or family entertainment. It's to push their agenda. Yeah. To that end, we just need to note to our, our listeners that uh, the president of the United States today is marking what's called Transgender Day of Visibility. Oh, good. Now, listen, I I want to read you a statement from the President of the United States. Transgender Americans continue to face discrimination, harassment, and barriers to opportunity, Biden wrote in the proclamation. In the past year, hundreds of anti-transgender bills in states were proposed across hundreds, most of them targeting transgender kids. The onslaught has continued this year. These bills are wrong. Do you understand what he's talking about and including in that is the Florida law that says teachers should not be able to promote sexual perversion to a five-year-old. Right, right, right. And the president of the United States is saying, no, Right. I want five-year-olds to be exposed to this. Right, yeah. That's where the Democrats are as a party. Sure. We have a, a, a White House spokesperson I, I think. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, this here is uh, White House comms director Kate Bedingfield. She's actually uh, one of the reasons uh, Biden got elected. She ran his campaign. Uh, but she was talking to reporters this week about DeSantis and the Parental Rights and Education Bill, Clip 11. president also uh, put out a statement. He said that, you know, by signing this bill, the governor has chosen to target some of Florida's most vulnerable students and families, all while under the guise of parents' rights. That's a bunch of garbage. That's just she's just she's a liar. Yes. Uh, that's all she is, is a liar, mm-hmm. uh, because that lady you just heard, mm-hmm. what's her name? Kate Bettingfield. She's, she's replacing Jen Psaki. No. Well, she's filling in right now. Filling in while Jen Psaki has a second breakthrough. I'm not sure how the, second, White, the White House thing goes, but she works. She's the communications director. So she's, uh, but she's sounding like me. She's filling in for Jen Psaki while Jen Psaki goes through a second breakthrough case, <laughs> right? Yes. In three months for yeah. COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, listen. This is the culture war we're engaged in. The Democrats have chosen to push, uh, you called it, perversion even on children. That's what it is. And this is one of the reasons Virginia went from blue to red overnight because uh, they're pushing this kind of stuff on children even. And parents, they may not be conservatives, they may not be Christians, but even uh, parents uh, otherwise uh, and people otherwise say, you know, that's inappropriate. Okay, K through three, inappropriate to talk to them about anything related to sexuality. Go ahead. Well, I just want, I, I've said it before. I think this is part of the reason why we get those annual news stories about how we're, we're not doing as well as other countries on reading and math and whatever else. We don't put an emphasis on that anymore. Mm. Like we went from flight to the moon in 60-some-odd well, years, this and is, now we're worrying about where a kid goes to the bathroom. This is why there's a boom in Christian education and homeschooling. Yes, because uh, parents don't parents want their kids to be taught to read, write, and do arithmetic, and to reason, and to use logic, and to do science, understand science, like in the traditional way of 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 educating uh, children, mm-hmm. not be pushed with this woke 
uh, garbage in various forms, critical race theory, yeah. LGBTQ, uh, and so forth and so on. So good for Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. <laughs> As I've said multiple times, that guy's a rock star. I hope he's president of the United States one day. Uh, we have other governors who are doing very well, too. This is a uh, – in the red states – in the red states, there's a lot of pushback. Well, they're, they're not letting this stuff in yeah. for the most part. Yeah. And let's remember this statement I just read from the president of the United States. He obviously, he's also endorsing the idea that men who claim to be girls should be able to compete mm-hmm. in girl sports. Yeah. So the president of the United States yes. thinks men right. should be able to compete against girls. Yeah. Boy, boy, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, they they do believe that, and they and they are supposedly you know we've always been told how they're the party for women. Yeah. Democrats are the reason we have Title IX, and here we are fifty years later well, saying a, I ignore yeah. all this. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. But there is a, the the governor of Arizona signed some good legislation mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. The governor of Oklahoma, as right. I said, Arizona is kind of a purple state, but on on these kinds of issues. Even people who would consider themselves Democrats, a lot of times voters I'm talking about, are are, are uh, agreeing with the Republicans. Yeah. I do have some audio here from Oklahoma's governor if you want to play it. It's a quick bite. What's his name? Uh, it's uh, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt. There's some video. There's some audio behind this because it was part of a video that aired is, online. Is this yesterday? Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Play that. I've got a daughter that's going to be standing behind me as well as a lot of other uh, women and uh, girls uh, and they train and they put their their whole effort into uh, competing and being the best that they can be and we're not going to let it be an unfair advantage for, against them and so I just think it's common sense it's important for me to protect women and protect girls in sports. Yeah well, good for him good for the state of Oklahoma good for the state of Arizona as I've said, uh, the, the deep blue states are a lost cause. Uh, California, New York, mm-hmm. and and a few Illinois, and if you bless those good people and live in the middle in southern Illinois, sure, because Chicago basically dominates their state politically. But uh, but you see what happened in Virginia, a, per, a, a, a state that was trending blue. Mm-hmm. Once the once the people woke up and realized what was going on, it they had a re- revolution, and so that gives a lot of Purple states, at least, some hope. You know, I'm almost glad that the President of the United States came out with these statements today. Yeah. Now you know where he stands. Yeah. Now yeah. you know where the President of the United yeah. States and the Democrats stand on this. Yeah. They, they, they don't care about no. girls' sports. They need to get wiped. That's right. That's it. Yeah. They don't. They don't care about girls' sports. No. Uh, they, they don't care if it's ruined. And they don't care if your five-year-old is indoctrinated right. with right. sexual perversion. Right. They need to get wiped out in November. I'm talking about the secular progressives yeah, it's not looking good for them right now right and i'm talking about the midterms mm-hmm. in uh, the congress and in the uh, i don't know what's gonna happen in the senate but uh, yeah i do think that people uh, people that are in favor of maybe replacing them with republicans they should do what they need to do to make sure those republicans actually live up to their promises because republicans have had majorities before and they didn't deliver on the promises well that they made. You, you have constitutional conservatives in the republican party and then you have Weak need rhinos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the Republican. They run party. not to lose. Yeah. So uh, anyway, good for the state of Florida. Governor Ron DeSantis, the thing about him is he 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 uh punches back. He does. 
you know, with logic and reason. Yesterday, uh-huh. he said, he said, what it, Disney's uh, criticizing our law protecting children. All the while, they're sending their their Disney boats down to, uh, I guess it's the Dominican Republic, who doesn't allow for homosexual marriage. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and they do business with communist China. Yes. All day. Yes. So and. <laughs> Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, said that mm-hmm. and made that point. Uh, yeah. All right. We shall return with more of today's issues on American Family Radio. Stay with us. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA upholds the truth that all human beings, including the unborn, are created in the image of God and are worthy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation Thank you for standing with us. And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? (laughs) Let's get some cookies, and I'll tell you all about it. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Congressman Madison Cawthorn, a rising star in the Republican Party, is facing a firestorm of criticism from his fellow Republicans. The other day, the congressman was on a podcast alleging he was invited by fellow lawmakers to join sex and drug parties. Republicans, including the House Freedom Caucus, are demanding that Cawthorn name names. Critics say the accusations are dubious at best, and they say the congressman has his own checkered past. Congressman Cawthorn routinely dismisses his bad behavior on youthful indiscretions. But Mr. Cawthorn is 26 years old. Many Americans already married having babies at that age, so it's not about age. It's about judgment, and unfortunately, Mr. Cawthorn is a man of questionable judgment. Let this be a lesson to Republicans about properly vetting candidates. It's not good enough for a conservative to talk the talk. They also need to walk the walk. Hey, check out my latest book, Our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl, available right now at ToddSterns.com. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, 
having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revow your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. 1 Peter 3, 14 through 16. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. So, uh, there's an eight-hour difference between Israel and Tupelo. Supper, so time, I, supper time for you. So, I, I, <laughs> if I start fading here, <laughs> y'all are going to just have to do the show. But if my eyes start closing... Uh, but yeah, it's an eight hour, eight hour difference between it, it's tough than the, the first morning. Yeah. Oh yeah. My eyes are burning right now. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to forge on. We had that whole skip ahead thing while you were gone and it's just, you know, do you know they have that in Israel too? Do they? I've never been over there when that took effect, taken effect. So we like, huh. we like lost an hour one night and, uh, the hotel didn't give us a wake up call on time and. <laughs> Anyway, fortunately, we were able to recover from that. But, uh, yeah, so I got the coffee, got the popcorn. <laughs> I'm going to try to endure. Now, did you have any popcorn when you were in Israel? No, I didn't see any. Oh, my. I, I don't know if they don't have it. I did, of course, I didn't have time to go out on a search or a hunt either, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if they have popcorn. I assume they do, but I didn't I didn't see it. Um, you know, there's a, a, Israel's a population of, between nine and ten million people, mm-hmm. uh, and they are in the process now of taking in Ukrainian refugees. Yes, I heard they were going to take up to one hundred thousand. Wow! I don't know. Don't hold me to that, but that's what I heard the number was. Uh, that's a lot of people for a nation of nine million to absorb. Uh, 100,000 Ukrainian refugees. Of course, most all of them, I guess, would be of Jewish heritage. Yeah. Yes. You know, because it's a Jewish state. That's the reason they're opening up their country. Do you know how many we're going to, the U.S. is going to take? I think uh, the President Biden said 100,000. He did? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll, we'll th- those poor people, you yes. know, yeah. over there, mm. we all see the suffering that's going on because the. You know, there's 4 million now have been forced to leave the country. Four million, mm-hmm. most of them women and children. Yeah. And thank God for ministries like Samaritan's Purse yeah. and others that are there to help them. But uh, can you imagine just, we, we watch it on TV. And we're right, so, right. We're we see the news reports and we go back to our normal life. Yeah, but they live in it. They're what about, in. can imagine for a moment, Yeah. you know, if that was to happen to you and me. Right. And we're forced to flee a country right. and leave our right. spouse behind right uh to fight right an enemy and you take your kids and you run yeah. and you hope someone's going to take and care we've of all them. seen the pictures of the burned out buildings and mm. uh so even if you're allowed even if there's a a, a a a ceasefire and some sort of quote peace agreement what are you going to come home to yeah how yeah. is it going to take you to rebuild mm. And so on. There's just a lot of open-ended questions there with that ongoing war. Yes. In in Ukraine. All right. Well, speaking of that, we have with us our good friend Dr. Alex McFarlane. Uh, we're going to talk about Bible prophecy some now, 
And in light of uh, a news report that uh, Fred's going to talk about, Alex, good morning to you. Uh, good morning, and uh, welcome back from Israel. Thank you. Uh, good to be home. Uh, Glad you and, got back safely. Yep, yep. Uh, we flew from Tel Aviv to JFK. Let's see, whenever it was, two days ago, day and a half ago. It's 11 hours, 11, 11 and a half hours from uh, Tel Aviv to JFK. Uh, then we got back to JFK, Allison and I did yesterday, and uh, taxied over to LaGuardia because we couldn't get a direct flight. To, uh, I know nobody cares about this, but I'm just going to tell you anyway. Um, so uh, we couldn't get a direct flight from JFK to Memphis, right? No. So, you, But you can from LaGuardia because LaGuardia handles mostly domestic traffic. They don't do any international flights. So we, we, we uh, get ready to board our plane. From Mem- from J- from LaGuardia to Memphis, I looked at the radar in Memphis. I thought about you. Oh yeah, <laughs> yesterday. And Alex, you're probably getting storms right now, aren't you? Oh yeah, we had some uh, heavy North- wind yesterday in North Carolina. You, you're getting yes. that a lot of the weather that we got here in Mississippi yesterday. So I looked at the looked at the radar in Memphis, and I'm going, uh, and they're saying wind gusts from 40 to 40 miles an hour, <laughs> and thunderstorms uh chance for large hail and tornado all that just just doomsday weather report and i'm looking at you know how on the weather channel app you can screen across and see what time the weather actually gets somewhere yes you, you guys do that hourly so i was looking at it and i was screening across and i was going allison <laughs> it, it appears as if we are going to land in the middle of a you know hurricane yeah I, I, I don't know it's going to be bad so we they did get us there half an hour in front, wow. in front of those bad, bad mm. uh, storms that were coming in uh, across the south last night. Wow. Yeah, got us in a half an hour early. I told the stewardess, uh, well, you don't call them that anymore, do you? It's flight attendant. The flight attendants. <laughs> I told the flight attendant, she said, uh, can I get you anything uh, while we were on the plane? I said, yes, ma'am, you can. You can get me a pilot who can land in 40-mile-an-hour winds. <laughs> That's what you can get me. I don't, want any, I don't need any Coke. Popcorn, nothing. I'm just worried about. That's my least favorite all, part of the flight. We've all seen these yeah. videos of these airplanes oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that are landing in high gust, uh, mm-hmm. you know, winds. I don't like and, the uh, landing. And, I'm uh, like, you better stick this. <laughs> so we're, we're we're about 20 minutes out from Memphis, and that plane is bouncing around, <laughs> you know. And and I said to Allison, I said, uh, uh, I hope uh, I hope this plane doesn't break apart. <laughs> and she said, shh. Because <laughs> she says I talk too loud sometimes, uh, you know, huh? And so you got these people nervous around me, and right. she said, that, I, "You look across the aisle, and you see these." She said, "Oh yeah, they're white grips," and she's saying, uh, "So uh, she's saying you talk too loud. Hush, quiet." I said, "I hope the plane doesn't fall apart." So I said, "You know the, but our kids, you know, we got good life insurance, so they, you know, they wouldn't." Anyway, that's dark humor. I apologize. I do remember one time, and I know Alex, who's who's spent as much time in the air mm-hmm. as he has on the ground in his travels, and he can speak Just about. to them. You can probably speak to some harrowing stories, but I do remember one time my dad telling me this. My dad's, you know, founder of the ministry. He's since retired, but he tells us, and he flew a lot in his in the seventies, eighties, nineties, and uh, he was on a plane. From Dallas to Memphis, it was in the springtime, Watch and out. and it's you know thunderstorm city, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. All across the heartland and the south, 
in the uh, in the tornado alley in in, in the springtime and, and yeah. much of the uh, Midwest same thing in the springtime because the collision there between the Gulf air and the cold air but he said uh, he said they got up in the air this is 25 years ago they got up in the air or longer uh, from Dallas to Memphis and you know if you've been up in the air and you've been seeing you can see those thunderstorms mm-hmm. all over the place and the planes the jets dodge them Yes. They know what they are, get, try to get above them. You can't get above those thunderheads. No. They go mm-hmm. 25,000, 30,000 feet in the air, which caused the most serious, uh, th- the tornadoes and damage and such. He said that he said our plane uh, was bouncing around. We got caught in uh, a thunderstorm where you could like, see the lightning mm-hmm. out your window, you know. Mm-hmm. He said that plane was bouncing around. Just And he was a veteran flyer like Alex. And he said, you know, he said one lady was asking for alcohol, and he said <laughs> he said the other lady behind him, the other guy, I guess it was behind him, was starting to curse. Uh, the person in front of him was was starting to like do the rosary, uh, you know, or pr- praying. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So you get all kind of reactions, right, when you think you're about yeah. to die from a plane <laughs> crash. And uh, so Dad said, that, you know, it's about an hour and a half flight. He said they landed. He said the pilot never said a word, never said a word. <laughs> Not like he said they got on the ground, and uh, thankfully they taxied up to the gate. He said the pilot came over the air and said, "Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to Memphis." He said, "Let me just say this: I'm as happy to be here as you are." <laughs> <laughs> wow. <That's, laughs> Huh? Wow. Can you imagine a pilot saying that? He said, That's I'm as addition. happy to be here as you are. Yes. Uh, oh. Of course, hey, Tim, he, couldn't, he couldn't come over the loudspeaker halfway through the flight and say, I don't know, folks. Yeah. We're 50-50. <laughs> hold on. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Alex, before we get into our topic real quickly, you got you got one story like oh, that? God. Well, you, you got yeah, a- several. Well, you know what? Um, we had, shortly after 9-11, I was coming out of Oklahoma City, and there were a group of about three men that, um, you know, don't mean to judge, but they looked to be of Arabic descent, and they were getting really, really uh, mouthy with the flight attendants. And uh, so I was near the front, and the stewardess was discreetly whispering in all of our ears as we um, were there. She was passing up beverage, but stewardess leaned over to the man behind me and myself and said, uh, we think we have an altercation. Can I count on you for backup and for help? And, uh, you know, of course, we all said yes. And, um, you know, it. they were yelling and shouting, and I thought, okay, well, uh, this is going to be it. This is how it goes down. You know, I, we. I, it, it was like six to eight months after 9-11, so we landed, and they, uh, some officials got on the plane and or- escorted these men off. And, you know, to this day, I mean, it was incredibly tense to this day. I don't know what in the world it was. But, yeah, when the stewardess is whispering to all the people in first class. Um, I'm going to need hey, your help. I'm, yeah, for whatever's about to erupt, can I count on you to help me? That was unnerving. <laughs> I guess so. Say. Wow. Gracious. But, uh, uh, but uh, okay. Tim, I was going to ask, yeah, how many ahead. times have you been to Israel? I've been to Israel twenty six times, I guess. Wow, that you know that is quite an accomplishment. Well, uh, you know, my dad started doing these tours to Israel uh, in the sixties, and then he taught me starting in the eighties. He taught late eighties. He taught he taught me. Uh, I went with him, assisted him. And then he he gave that up 
you know, uh, when he's about 65, I guess, or so, and Allison, my wife, and I started doing them. At what point do you become church. a citizen? I know, right? <laughs> I need some kind of Amen. honorary uh, citizenship in Israel. Um, what, what's your favorite site to visit? A boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. Amen. On a beautiful Amen. spring day. Yeah, it's nice. Out of Tiberias, that area? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing, the thing of it is, there are some sites, you know, Alex, you've traveled there, Fred has to. There are some sites in Israel that are sites where you go, okay, this event mentioned in the Bible happened somewhere around here. Okay, and then there are then there are uh, stories in the Bible where you go. This happened right here, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so the Sea of Galilee hadn't moved That's in right. two thousand years, <laughs> yeah. right? So you yeah. know you're looking at the same lake and the same terrain uh, that Jesus did. You can go to Capernaum, the hometown of Jesus, and visit there. Yeah. Uh, so you know Nazareth is still. It's a modern city, but you you know you're there. Mm-hmm. You're where Jesus. Uh, yeah. walked and spent most of his life and so uh, i love going out there on the water and the boat ride my i i have a my first trip to israel back in 84 we spent the first night in tiberius so we drove from tel aviv right, to right. tiberius i got up early the next morning and i walked down because the hotel was right on the sea of galilee and i walked down and there were two men in a fishing boat yeah and i thought what a moment <laughs> 2,000 years, right. things haven't changed very much. Right. They were bringing in their catch. They've been out really early and bringing in their catch. Yeah. And I thought, my goodness. I know. I know. That's my favorite. Of course, there's so yeah. much to see. The, the Garden Tomb, Calvary. Yes. Pool of Siloam. Yeah. The Jordan River. You can mm. be baptized in the Jordan River. So it's mm. just so much to see and experience. Uh, but and I don't know when I'll go back again. Not Unless they get rid of these COVID rules. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to plan another trip till they get rid of the COVID rules in Israel and the COVID rules in the U.S. coming back here uh, because uh, I want. I told somebody yesterday, I said, I want to go back to Israel. I'll, I'll lead a group of people back to Israel when you when we're back to requiring a uh, suitcase and a passport. Yeah. That's all. Uh, <laughs> huh? Yeah. That's it. A suitcase uh, and amen. a passport and let's go. Yeah. You know, but – uh, quite frankly, I don't even know that I would travel anywhere internationally right now until the U.S. Uh, in, you know, the Israel Israel doesn't forbid. They, doesn't, they, they don't require their citizens to take a COVID test before coming back to Israel. Okay. And so I, the U.S. needs to say, if you're a citizen of the U.S., we're not going to require a COVID test any yeah. longer to come back home. That's my view. I know there's an argument the other way, but uh, listen, as long as you're going to keep testing, then you're going to keep finding some people that have this, and most of them have no symptoms. Right. Mm-hmm. No That's symptoms. Right. Yeah. All right, we need to, uh, we got we to gotta pack Bible prophecy into 12 minutes right here, and I don't. No uh, pressure, Alex. We're, we're, okay. we're, 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 all right, let me just set this up in this way, because I know we have listeners from all different perspectives we got listeners right now who don't even believe in the bible necessarily um but they like to hear those crazy christians talk about prophecy right so that's what we're about to do here for just a minute so if this doesn't fit into your eschatology i think we can still be brothers and friends right and uh, you can tell us where we're wrong but uh but i think what alex is about alex is a theologian in a serious way alex uh 
uh, Alex is very down to earth, but he's also a, 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 a studied the Bible his, his whole life. Brad, you've done a lot in this area, so I just want to set it up like that. But but there there are things happening in our world today, which uh, would lead you to believe a reasonable person to believe that we are headed towards some sort of a one world alignment, right? One world governing Mm -hmm. system. It seems that way. Yes. And, uh, and where, where does the United States fit in, in all this too? But Fred, you have a story there. Yes. This is, this is from CBS. So I just, I, I wanted to say that because it's not from a Christian website. Right, right. This is a secular media, but this is their headline. Russia says it's building a new, quote, democratic world order with China. This is CBS reporting this. What's reporting on is the Russian foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, was in China yesterday, met with his counterpart there. And coming out of that meeting, according to CBS, Lavrov painted a picture of a new world order. That's that's uh, a translation, an English translation of what he was saying in Russia, saying the world was living through a very serious stage in the history of international relations. They said, the two of them, these, these two Russian-Chinese leaders, we together with you and with our sympathizers will move towards a multipolar just democratic world order. That's what they said. When on democracy, they did they use the term world order? Yes, yes. Democracy, they declared, is not built. I'm quoting here on stencils, depending on the socio-political structure, history, traditions, and cultural characteristics of a particular state. Its people have the right to choose such forms and methods of implementing democracy that correspond to the specifics of this state. I almost choked on that because in Russia and in China, uh, if you think that the people elect the leaders, think again. But they dare to use that mm-hmm. term democratic. But, Alex, I was just taken with the their choice of using the word they are building a new world order. Yes. Well, you know, this is a sign of the end of time, really. And um, by, by the way, R.C. Sproul, the late theologian R.C. Sproul, who was a very level-headed person, he was, he was a very, very credible scholar. R.C. Sproul said there were 1,817 prophecies in the Bible. And for those that are listening that may not have taken the Bible all that seriously, w- what's amazing is, yes, throughout history— the Word of God has has written history in advance. I mean, from the coming of Christ, the the birth of the church, here in these these last days, the rebirth of the nation of Israel. You, you know, Tim, uh, there was a time when atheists like uh, the French atheist Voltaire and Robert Ingersoll here in the states they mocked the Bible because you know. The book of Revelation says Jerusalem this and Israel that, and they said, well, there is no nation of Israel. You know, well, fast forward to um, the late 30s, and it coalesced into May of 1948. The nation of Israel was reborn 74 years ago. And the Bible says that in the last days, just before the return of Christ, uh, basically the king of the north, which is has long been known to be Russia, the king of the south, which is uh, almost universally understood to be Egypt, and then in Isaiah, I believe it's Isaiah 49, that talks about uh, S-I-N-I-M, Sinim, 
which for 200 years Bible scholars have known this to be China, there will be this uh, coalition. Now, keep in mind there's going to be a 10-nation European confederacy, but the bottom line, uh, Russia, Egypt, and China will align just before the end of time, and a confederation of nations from Europe, which may include the U.S., because actually the United States is a is a daughter of Europe, really. But there will be a one-world global government, a global police state, a global economy. Revelation thirteen seventeen says that um, in this new paradigm, uh, nobody can buy or sell unless you play by their rules. And so um, we don't have time to completely unpack all this, but I would say to everyone listening, um, if, if you've ever thought about uh, dealing with the God issue and, and opening your heart to Christ and having one's house in order, shall we say, this is the time. Now, we don't know. Jesus just said, stay ready, be ready. Uh, but Tim and, and Fred and, and Walker, my goodness, um, the chess pieces appear to be mm. on the table, mm. and we may very likely be near the end of time. Well, you know, it, let's just set Bible prophecy aside for just a moment and just talk about the geopolitical landscape, landscape of Russia joining with China not not to become one necessarily, but working together economically, militarily, other in other ways. To control that, the world. To control the world. That would be terrible news for freedom-loving people and for the United States in particular. Uh, so we're, what, we, what triggered this discussion, folks, is a, a news story by CBS, uh, Dateline Beijing. Uh, this is... Uh, from yesterday, Fred? Is that yesterday. Right? Yesterday. It says Beijing, Beijing and Moscow advanced a vision of a new world order Wednesday as Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lo- Lavrov. Lavrov made his first visit to key ally China since his country launched its invasion of Ukraine. What? Uh, so we know that the Russia and and the United and excuse me and China both are. Basically, adversarial, mm-hmm. at least militarily, towards the West. We see what's happening with Russia, uh, and and they Russia in particular despises the United States, but not not the Russian people. I'm talking about Vladimir Putin's uh, government, him in particular. Uh, uh, so, China, though, you know, I've mentioned this before. China's they're, they are uh, joined at the hip with the United States economically. economically. They have to have our markets open. And so, you know, you know, so that they can't, uh, they can't just cut off the uh, economic exchanges between them and the United States. China can't. They have to factor in that consideration. But I just thought, you know, Alex, Russia and China – Talking mm. about a new world order—that that, 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 oh, yeah. sounds, that sounds ominous. Well, it, it is, and hey, l- let me make an analogy between um, our culture when, when America was stable and strong and 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 godly. L- let me make an analogy between that and the immune system of the body. You know, uh, doctors talk about if somebody's immune system is compromised, 
they can become vulnerable to all sorts of, you know, diseases and things like that. And there are several things that are necessary for a strong immune system. Uh, nutrition and hydration among them. You need water, you need nutrition. Well, here's the thing. Our immune system, not only America but the West, was a Judeo-Christian moral foundation, the family and the church. I mean, those three things made us for centuries nearly impervious to outside invasion and and the world. And let me say to everybody listening, this is why we Christians, for decades, we have insisted we have to maintain our moral code. Marriage is between a man and a woman. Life is sacred. And you think, well, okay, you you guys are just Bible-banging wingnuts. No, there was a reason that we were insistent that we retain our Judeo-Christian moral context, because it is essentially our Western immune system to communism and totalitarianism. Now, I'll, I'll say this. I'll throw it back to you, Tim. To anybody listening, if you're a skeptic and you don't want to be a Christian, nobody's going to force you to be a Christian. We couldn't do that anyway. But here's the thing. It is in the best interest of all of us to care about the preservation of marriage and family and morals, because that is our cultural, political, immune system against the toxins of communism, despotism, and totalitarianism. Absolutely, and I don't have the quote in front of me, but our the founding father of our nation, George Washington, one of the greatest men who have ever lived on planet Earth. Amen. He said in his farewell address, I don't have the exact quote here in front of me, but he did say that the religion, which by that he meant Christianity, and morality, which comes from religion, are pillars upon which our country is founded and we cannot survive without it. Yeah, you, uh, you can't maintain a free people if you don't have a free people that are willing to take personal responsibility for themselves, act righteous, live true and right, and treat other people uh, as you would have them treat yourselves. You, you will, uh, absent that, the freedom will crumble and you'll end up with tyranny. We'll be back in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.